Welcome back to The Strong Room. Billingsgate Fish Company, a remarkable family business success story for over 100 years in Calgary. It's a pleasure for us to welcome Frank Falwell, a key builder of the Billingsgate legacy, which was started by his grandfather, Bert Malthouse. Frank is in conversation with Nicole Clinkett of McMillan Estate Planning. Frank, can you tell us the story of how your family's business started in Calgary over 100 years ago? Well, it's very interesting. When you think of a man who was born in Sussex in 1881, and he emigrated to Canada in about 1905, 1906, in that area. And as a youth, he used to travel by an electric tram around the Billingsgate Market by Tower Bridge in London. So when he emigrated with his two brothers to Canada, he thought this would be a very good idea to get started. And so he did. He went through many different things. First of all, he was bucking logs on the, uh, the Bow River. And he was raised in Sussex as a houseboy to go into gentleman service. So you can imagine with soft hands, soft back, and big heart, he came over here. Bucking logs was not for him. So he and a fellow by the name of Trigg got together, and they had a cart and a horse, and they used to deliver groceries. In those days, there were many English remittance people here. Remittance people were, I wouldn't say the black sheep of the family, but they were said, go to the colonies, my boy, and we'll send you money and keep you there. And they said, you know what? We missed Bertie. His name was Bert Malthouse. And they called him Bertie. And Bertie, what we miss is a bit of fresh fish. We'd only get some fresh fish. So grandfather decided that he would go into the fish business. So he would order two orders from Vancouver to come in by CP Express. And one would be in the morning and it was COD. And one was in the afternoon. It was COD. So he took his morning fish. He'd go out and sell that. And he'd put his money in his pocket till he had enough money to buy his afternoon fish. And that's how he got started in the industry. And how did you get into the family business? Well, I am the... Uh, son of the eldest daughter, the three girls, Marjorie, Olive, and Gwen, and they all worked at a short period of time in the Billingsgate Company. And my father was with Burns, and he was a traveling auditor with Burns, and Billingsgate in those days was a customer of Billingsgate because they used to bring frozen fish by rail from the east and the west coast. And he thought it was a pretty good industry. So he, he met my mother in a, a blind date and got involved in the company. And he said, you know, son, I think we're going to train you to go into the fish industry. So I graduated from grade 12, Mount Royal College, before it was the university, one down on 10th Street and 8th Avenue. And I was going to go into the faculty of law. But uh, Jack Collett, who was the uh, principal at the time, he said, there's one thing I can tell you. You can sit in class and we can pound it in your head. Or you can get off your backside and pound it in your own head. And he said, there's not too many opportunities for people who have a well-established, very unique standalone business. And Billingsgate needs you. You need Billingsgate. So I was there 45 years. And um, Billingsgate obviously has had a long history in Calgary. How would you describe the Billingsgate philosophy? Buy it at a low price and sell it at a high price. And my grandfather had a wonderful expression because it was the situation, see, my father worked for Burns. He was with them for 40 years. So it was grandfather teaches grandson. 
And then father left Burns after 40 years, and he said, well, I've been working on your accounting and advising and management. Do you think you and I could work together on the same floor? And I said, I don't know, Dad. I don't see why we shouldn't. So come on in and get involved with it. So my grandfather had an expression. He said, you know, any darn fool can sell the principal cuts. That's the middle of the fish. He who makes money sells the necks and the tails. And that opened up a whole different industry for us in basically in 1960. And what have been the highlights for you personally being involved in a company run by the same family for so many years? Well, we've had some wonderful experiences. I've brought up in the industry, I guess I was 16, 17, and uh, my mother worked for the company. My grandfather was there, and he was a real English gentleman. He's always had a shirt and a tie, and he had a naughty mustache, and he was a wonderful person. And so, Frankie, get over in the corner, and you watch what we do here now. And the customers would come in and say, oh, no, we don't want you. We'll, we'll wait for Mr. Malthouse. Well, fast forward from there was the case of when my son, Brian, came into the organization, developed his presence, and built it up. The customers would come in and I say, oh, hello, Mrs. Smith, can I help? Uh, no, we'll wait for Brian, thank you. So it goes full circle. It's a philosophy is treat your people as you would your family, treat your family as you would your business, and look at it from a future standpoint. Because after all, fish in prairie beef country was really a phenomenon when you stop to think of it. Wow, I can imagine. And, you know, you said you were a strong believer in succession planning. Um, can you explain why? I guess I became more involved with succession planning when I looked back at what my parents had done for me, what my grandparent had set in place for his daughters. And I guess it was looking at ourselves with five children, blended family. It was a case of what, what's going to happen? What's going to go on? We've seen so many successes. We've seen so many failures. And unfortunately, the situation with the family in the third generation, the founder will bring along their children. If it's a male child, invariably in the old days, that's where the succession. My grandfather had three daughters, so it was the son-in-law that comes along. And you look at it and say, what's going to happen? How are we going to get these people to carry on? So I guess if I had a regret, it would have been a case of sitting down with my grandfather and hearing the story, the history of Billingsgate. And I have traveled to London, England. My wife and I went over there. We've actually seen the old Billingsgate market that was on the Thames and down to the... Uh, the Isle of Dogs and Canary Wharf. So, phenomenal picture. And, and what other advice would you have for family business owners? It's a difficult thing when you're looking at succession because, unfortunately, when we start a business, we are looking at it from 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you put all of your time and effort and energy into that business. And we all think that we're infallible. We're going to live forever. But if you can really go to professionals, sit down with the professionals and say, what is succession? And I know working with Macmillan, they 
I would say use the term, they strip you nude and build you back up again. And when they go back and say, why did you do this? Why did you do that? How much money have you got invested? Where is your income coming from? What are some of the problems that you've had? What are some of the successes? And what are some of your failures? Because every person who plays a sports team, they don't win every game. They lose. And again, coming back to my grandfather, the difference between success and failure is 2%. If you make 51% of your decisions correct, you're going ahead. If you make 49% of them correct, you're not going ahead. So strive for that 2%. Very good advice. And, and Frank, what would you say that you would like your legacy to be? I would like to see the company carry on. We've had our ups and downs in the last 10 years. And it's changed dynamically from a horse and a cart to one of the largest fish processing federal plant involvements in Western Canada. And that happened in 1982 when we moved from 8th Avenue down to by Fort Calgary Park. And it would be a case of carrying on the values. It's fantastic when you think that you can go into the store and you can talk to people who say that their father and their grandfather did business with my grandfather. Our thanks to Frank Falwell, Brian Keating, Sherry McMillan, and Nicole Clinkett for their contributions on the program today. This has been The Strong Room. If you have any questions, comments, or opinions on today's show, please contact us at mcmillanestate.com. Thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us again next Sunday at 5 for The Strong Room.